typing it right now. All right. Says we are live. Get right now, and I believe we are. Let me send out the the link to everybody, and then um, we'll be super cool and ready to fucking get after it. Copy link address. All right, everybody, if you're here already, just give me a hot second, and then we'll be we'll be on the air. Dude, Yeti made these new, uh, they're like clear. Let me see it. Oh, like a, uh, those old like camelbacks, kind of? It's weird because it's like a, it's made out of plastic, but I don't know if it's placebo or what, but I feel like it actually does keep my drink cold. Really? Maybe it's just Even the, it's not the fucking Yeti effect. Yeah, it might, it may very good. The Yeti effect is big time. When I'm wearing or when I'm holding on to like a uh, a Yeti koozie, for some reason my drink stays cold for like three hours. When like it probably actually didn't. It's just like the fact that I have a Yeti in my hand. Yeah. All right. All right. So the link should be uh, should be out for everybody. So, welcome to episode three of uh, season three of The Halts. Thank you guys for, for hopping on here. Again, we're just, we're doing kind of a uh, midweek episode where we just talk about shit that's happening, and then we can uh, answer your guys' questions, and, you know, really kind of just uh, dive into stuff as it happens. Tony's got to drive 17 hours tomorrow, so um, wish him luck on that one not looking forward to that my goodness dude and you're gonna have oh. two dogs in the car too yeah 10 week old puppy and uh holy shit bro yeah you're not gonna, gonna need uh you're gonna need like i don't know eight monsters i'm gonna need to 14 I'm, red bulls i'm gonna need some benadryl for them or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah you should get them to uh i think you can get what are they? Like at PetSmart, they have like sleeping pills for dogs or whatever. We used yeah. to get that for my dog because we used to drive like from Colorado to Iowa quite a bit. Yeah. Without That's that, it would just be like in the back seat the entire time. And you'd take her out to go to the bathroom and then she wouldn't actually go. And then 30 minutes later, she'd be doing it again. The problem too is like if I got to like go to the bathroom myself, like I have to leave them in the car. Like yeah, I can't take them into the bathroom. You better pinch that loaf off quick. Yeah, it's better uh, fucking get in and get out. It's gonna be it's seven. It's legitimately it's like seventeen hours and one minute to drive there with, and that's just no stops. Jeez, bro. So it, I mean, it literally turns into a twenty-hour drive or more. Rest in peace with that one. Holy crap. I know we have uh, quite a few topics to talk about tonight in a little bit of a shorter time frame than last week. Um, we wanted to talk about Trump election possibilities, you know, how that might have impact the markets. Uh, we wanted to talk about 
you know, Tesla, because I made a video on Tesla today and I learned a little bit about Elon Musk's leveraging of Tesla um, for the Twitter deal. I wanted to go over the chart of GameStop and AMC, and then maybe we can also talk about the, the Fed pivot and how that's impacted things in the past. Um, first off, though, man, what do you think about Trump running for uh, for re-election? Not from like a, you know, political stance, but like market stance. How does that make you feel? Um, yeah, we uh, we were we touched on this uh, earlier. I think that, um, you know, down the road, if he is reelected, obviously that that would be pretty big for the market now. Who knows where the market will be around that time um but i think just the fact that he's i'm pretty sure it's official right that he announced that he yep will be running yeah um so um you know i like i said it's it's weird because that's in however long so who knows where the market will be at at, at that point in time but um you know the market's been the market's been <clears throat> essentially in an overall downtrend since december of last year so we're coming up on a year um i did want to touch on you know where spy currently stands but um i do want to get your thoughts on the whole trump thing i do think you know overall it'd be great for the market um again that's down the road so yeah um my opinion on trump in the market uh first off like trump's a human boner everyone knows that like the dude should have gotten his face kicked in a few more times when he was a kid just because he's like an asshole for no reason at a lot of times um but market wise like the guy's gonna pump the market so i don't think um we can be mad if, if you know, from a market perspective, if he gets reelected, he's going to say the most outlandish stuff to get the market to keep pumping, uh, no matter what. So if he gets reelected um, from a like a long term perspective, you know, it's probably just another drop in the bucket of because a lot of the people who watch this are, you know, under 50 years of age. So like the the president in, you know, two years and six years down the line, a lot of us are still going to be holding positions through that. Um, but overall, I think he'd be fine for the markets. Uh, I don't know if it would be much different than if if Biden got reelected or, you know, right now, because a lot of what we're doing right now is we're just correcting a correction that had to happen. Like we're just basically this pullback, this uh, recession, whatever you guys want to call it, definitely had to happen. Um, textbook, it's a recession, but we were we were kind of, you know, overinflated heavily, um, you know, just from that that recovery from from COVID, um, and then also just, you know, over the years we'd kind of been on too too steep of an incline. So the fact that we're getting this now, um, you know, I think it's going to happen regardless of who's the president. But I also think we're going to come out of it regardless of who's the president. So I think, you know, a few years down the line, Trump comes in and starts pushing things a little bit heavier than Biden is right now on the economic. Uh, front, then I think that might be good for us. Uh, a few years down the line, if, you know, Biden finally gets the, the Fed, you know, to, to work the way that they need to, or if Biden finally, you know, aligns with what the Fed needs from him and the market turns around, you know, I think it's, I think it's good too. I don't really know if there's a, a president that could yank us out of this right now. Um, so yeah, I think 
I think it's pretty uh, pretty kind of, you know, 50-50 on what would happen either way. I think, you know, Biden-Trump, DeSantis, whoever it's going to be, um, it'd probably, probably uh, end up in similar areas. I think the Fed has more of an impact on anything than uh, than the president. I just can't. I mean, this is completely non-political. Because like, I've mentioned in the past that I'm, I'm very just... I am, you know, I don't have strong political opinions either way. I know, you know, everybody says that you should, you know, feel a certain type of way or, or back a certain party or, um, but I've kind of always been like that. Um, you know, I see arguments for both sides when it comes to policy and stuff, but I'm talking just from a standpoint of neutrality. When you look at somebody like Biden, and just how out of touch he seems like and it's it, it, it it's almost sad it's almost like you can just tell he's not he's just not there yeah um, and it's it's concerning when you have somebody like that running the country now i know he doesn't make you know i know he's just the face of he doesn't make that many decisions um but still it almost feels like you know he's just there and he's not actually there and it's it's honestly concerning because um you know it kind of makes the country as a whole look i guess weak quote unquote um especially in you know the times we're going through now with uh the the russia and ukraine stuff that's still ongoing and i just don't see a world where he gets reelected. It'd be um, tough. It'd be super tough. But again, that's coming from somebody that's like very neutral and not, not very educated politically. So, um. yeah, I think uh, like <laughs> kind of to talk on it just a little bit more from like a light perspective. We were talking in the Discord, um, and we said they should have to run a mile and like read a chapter of like a college level book fluently, or just like speak in full sentences consistently so i think they should definitely do some shit where it has to uh basically you know do some hoops to jump through (laughs) like don't be 80 years of age i'm tired of having 80 year olds as our president like somebody just a little bit younger that'd be real fucking nice for once um the one thing i did i just brought it up uh onto the screen i'll just pull it over from my other screen so everyone can see it um sorry tony you're gonna be covered up for a minute here but Oh, you can't even see it then. Um, I can see it on stream. Oh, you can see it on stream? Okay, so the majority of the decline in uh, you know bear market recessions have occurred after the Fed pivoted, and um, it seems like the Fed is on their way to fully pivoting. Um, so if you guys can check out this graphic that we got up on the screen here, you know, every single time the uh, the Fed has pivoted, there's been an over 30% drop after the pivot in the markets uh, and if you're thinking about spy right now that would take us from about the 380 that we are to below 300 um, it would it would be it would be astronomical if we were to drop 30 plus percent moving forward and the fed is on their way to a pivot as we speak um what do you think tony what are you thinking about uh 
you know, the possibility, you know, technical wise of that lining up with this pivot. If the pivot lines up and then the technicals of SPY also line up to uh, possibly be bearish, we could be in for quite the next year, the next six to 12 months. Yes. Yeah, so I did want to talk about SPY technically um, from a technical standpoint, just looking at SPY, like scanning through various time frames. Um, starting with the weekly, if we look at the weekly, um, like I mentioned earlier, we've been in a downtrend essentially since December of last year. Now, from that point to where we are now, we've created this, um, we've created, created this big channel, um, where we've now rejected off that upper trend line, um, about three or four times once off from the 28th of March, another the 15th of August, and we are getting dangerously close once again to that upper trend line, which if we do test that again, it would be somewhere within the ballpark uh, between around, I'd say 407 to 410. Um, if we do test that upper trend line again, I would expect at least a, a short-term rejection now looking at the weekly and where we currently stand we also i mean it is wednesday so we do have thursday and friday of this week um to see where we end up but if we close this weekly weekly candle in this inverse hammer that we've closed we had another one the 15th of august we had one from that 28th of March where we rejected that upper trend line. Every time we seem to get one of these inverse hammers, we see a pretty decent size rejection. The last one was from 415 all the way down to below 350. Um, if we do close that weekly and it is an inverse hammer or we do test that upper trend line, I would expect a pretty decent size rejection um on a larger time frame like the weekly we're continuously setting lower highs um in this channel if we were to break out of this you would first want to look for something like that weekly 50 and that upper trend line which are sitting around 415. um a break of that and that thesis is kind of invalidated um but just looking at it technically, I think, and with what you're saying about the Fed, um, I would not be surprised in the least bit, you know, if we push towards that 350 level where we have a pretty important demand zone. It's also where our weekly 200s are. Um, so just from a technical standpoint, um, we all, we're also, if we go to the yearly, or not the yearly, the daily rather, we rejected that daily 200 um which is pushing us further down as well so i would not be surprised if we you know pushed lower depending on how that weekly closes um this week if we push down back into that 350 area um and retest <clears throat> potentially that lower trend line um of this channel we've been in for almost a year now um so technically that's kind of what I'm looking at, um, one more thing to note is this weekly candle is extremely low volume um, compared to, you know, the previous how many weekly candles. Like I said, we still have tomorrow and Friday. 
um, but it is pretty low volume. Um, and if you traded today or attempted to trade today, I should say, um, <laughs> you saw how stagnant we were. Um, we basically just ranged all day. I think a lot of people are interested to see the direction we're headed in um, because we are at a critical point on our higher time frames. So just from a technical standpoint, I think, you know, you should not be surprised is basically what I'm saying is you should not be surprised if we revisit 350. Um, and you also have kind of the bull case to look out for um, if we do break above that upper trend line. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. Yeah, so uh, for me, I agree. And I also think that this, you know, this uh, August 8th and August 15th candle, candle combination that uh, resulted in the, the drawdown to new lows looks eerily similar to this candle that we have today, um, which is this week's candle and then last week's candle. It's, you know, a, uh, a green candle with a decent, you know, body on it, followed by a gap down to start the week and then a push up, which, you know, results in that top upper wick and then a drawdown to end the week. Um, so like a, a big green candle followed by a small red candle. And it seems like it's possibly going to be the beginning of, of what might be a test of this 200 yet again. And the biggest thing to note for me as well uh, is the fact that that fundamentals of the Fed pivoting uh, possibly could be lining up here with the the technicals of SPY coming up and testing this upper trend line, which is is really nasty. Uh, as in, you know, when things line up like that, then it's usually a terrible sign for for you know what's to come. If you're a bull, if you're a bear, I mean, you're probably going to get paid pretty well. I know some people with some longer dated puts. Um, so for SPY right now, it's it's kind of bull heavy or bear heavy, sorry. Um, but one thing I did want to talk about, Tony, is GME and AMC. Um, you know I've been the, the ape hater for the longest time. I think it's the stupidest shit ever from, uh, you know, Reddit in those days, even though we interviewed the, the, <laughs> the creator of uh, Wall Street Bets. But you got to check these charts out, man. First off, um, the GameStop Daily does not look great but this thing is like it i was interested in it first off because this break of this super key level happened and then it immediately uh like sucked right back up and is now above the 20 and the 50 on the daily um i don't know how that happened because it broke beneath what was it about 24 dollars was the super key level and then just somehow the next day, you know, gapped up and then just completely ran. So it was almost like it broke support and then went nuts for some reason. Um, but then AMC is the one that I actually really liked. And we're going to get your opinion right after this. But I actually really liked this AMC setup as in, um, you know, the pullback. But then these wicks on the bottom side are, are pretty nice, especially after two big green candles like this. Uh, and it could also be coming down to, you know, retest these these topping areas. And I don't think it's, you know, to say this is like reversal of some sort because we saw something like that back here where it was, you know, a couple green candles and then a little flag and then it died. But um, with both of them looking decent, like there's a chance that AMC and GME get a little run here because we also know when the market is going down, people look to, to push things 
outside of uh, you know small caps and stuff, and they look towards these types of things that could be short squeezes, that sort of uh, you know stuff that I've called bullshit in the past. But these charts actually look decent. What do you think? Yeah, they. I'm looking at the daily on both. They both do look um, pretty good. AMC, in particular, I think is the better looking of the two. I would um, agree. If you can, so you're retesting or retested, I should say, that daily 50 moving average today and got a really nice bounce off of that. Um, we're almost able to close green. Um, you have the daily 200 sitting around 925 to about 980 on both daily 200s, the EMA and just standard moving average. Um, if you were able to break those, you, I mean, there's a ton of room on this chart. Um, these <clears throat> supply zones date all the way back to the middle of the summer. So, um, I would doubt they held up. Um, but AMC does look really good. Um, I think GME looks good too. Same deal. They're both, you know, below their daily 200s and that's kind of that big resistance area um that you would need to get over um one thing to look at is with gme you have a gigantic supply zone from the 31st of october um and those 200s are sitting right below that so if you were to approach that level i would almost guarantee some sort of rejection um i hate to say the word guarantee when it comes to the stock market but um that looks like a extremely key resistance area that you would almost certainly see some rejection off of. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on quick, and I know we've touched on it here in a prior episode, but um, I'm still watching Amazon very closely. I, I know you've been as well, but we constantly are getting you know questions on long-term ads, what we like, you know, um, what we're considering adding long term. Um, Amazon this week has back tested and rejected um, its weekly nine. And if it pushes lower this week, I would not be surprised if it breaks the low from last week. Um, if it does break the low on that, I would be actively looking to take a starter in this. Um, long term, that's not financial advice. That's just me personally. Um, I would, I will personally be looking to take a starter in Amazon. Um, so that's something else to consider, and just something I wanted to talk about quickly. Look at this, uh, this one hundred and four level. It's on Amazon. Yeah, on the daily. Like this was where it gapped below it on yeah. uh, the day after earnings, and then came up, got rejected two days in a row at that level. And then just got rejected super hard there yesterday. Like, that is a yeah, huge rejection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Crazy. And, um, crazy, crazy zone. And, yeah, you can see back here where it was support and stuff. Um, yeah. That brings us to another long-term name. I just made a, a YouTube video about this today. But Tesla, uh, I wanted to talk about the weekly here from a technical perspective. Because if you're checking out the weekly here on Tesla – um to me this looks like you know not the cleanest head and shoulders but it looks like a super clean head and shoulders uh you know probably like a, a seven out of ten on that it's not perfect 
but it's it's you know there and then it's also testing this crazy crazy supply zone that was you know a long time ago mark in march of 2021 but it's also a key zone because there's nothing left so it would have if it breaks that it's definitely seen the 200 which is another 10 percent move down and if it sees the 200 and breaks the 200 like what is there down here and then yep. it's a head and shoulders is the head and shoulders playing out could spy you know possibly yank this down too is Tesla just possibly is this the beginning of the the great re recorrection for for Tesla here? Like what is I don't know what do you think of that chart right there? Yeah, I know we I think we talked about Tesla last episode. Um, it's pushed through that weekly two hundred. Um, I have my just standard two hundred day moving average sitting around like one six one five. Um, that's probably the last little area um of support left outside of just psych uh psych levels yeah um, that candle from last week is also the most volume that tesla has had since um the very end of january um so i would not be surprised if we push all the way through the bottom of that zone to end this week um but the thing with Tesla is, me personally, I don't, I don't prefer Tesla. Um, but if you're somebody that's interested in Tesla, um, it's something you've wanted to add long term. Um, you have to look at it technically and think, okay, you know, it's getting to that point where it may not be a bad idea to, you know visit a potential starter in something like this same deal with amazon when something is so beaten down and so low and it only has psych levels as support the only thing you have to consider is that it's just going to be almost a guessing game in terms of okay where's the bottom on this because nobody knows so you have to take an approach of i'm going to add this in increments because if you don't, and if you go tomorrow and you add a full position and it just continues to go lower and lower, it's, you know, it could be months or years until it reaches the level that you added. So it's yeah. just something to, to keep in mind. I agree. Um, but technically, it's, it's really getting to that point where you could probably consider taking a position. In my opinion is uh tesla long term is going to be fucking great it's going to be uh be awesome um i have a bunch of reasons why it's going to be good long term in the video that i made today but for the most part right now technically this looks like it needs some some downside to me and i'll highlight the the areas i think would be great ad zones first one being um probably somewhere in about right about you know 160 i think if you're gonna look to to add long term uh which i said personally for me i would wait to add this until this zone down here which is about 110 um but that's a big drop for tesla uh, and it's mainly due to the financials of it that i want i want to see this drop financials but then add on this weekly head and shoulders and uh you know personally i was thinking you know 110 would be great for me to add long term the first leg but if you're a, a tesla truther 
then you might possibly be thinking more towards this, you know, 160 level for the first leg, maybe the second leg, you know, somewhere in this, uh, this, this zone here, that's proven to be pretty, pretty strong. So like 160 and then 135 and then 110 right after that. Um, and then maybe, you know, directly after that, it'll be like 95. Those are, might be your four ads. And if those are your four ads, then uh, you're not in a bad spot here because, you know, you have quite a bit of room to average down. You end up with an average somewhere in between 135 and 110, probably like 125, something like that. Um, but this head and shoulders probably needs to play out a little bit more. And that's why for me personally, I said about 110 would be my, my beginning ads on this. Um, and also considering the, the Fed beginning to pivot, the fact that we're in a recession, we want to be very, very, um, you know, cognizant of the market and be very, very safe with our long-term stuff. So we're going to, you know, be as, uh, as picky with our entries as possible on this kind of stuff. Um, this is the time of the episode where we want to ask you guys, you know, drop a like on here. Uh, thank you guys for being here. We have, you know, live, live viewers here. So thanks for hopping on here. Um, drop us a like and then also drop us a question. We want to help you guys out. So in the chat, you know, drop a question, drop a ticker that you want to, uh, you know, see a chart of. And me and Tony will pull up the chart and we'll talk about it. Um, we have a few things in the chat that we can talk about real quick. It says, this is old Tim. He says, realistically, in a couple of years, Tesla will be leading EVs over Ford. Um, will Ford take the lead for EVs? What do you think, Tony, on that? Um, Ford taking the lead over Tesla on electric vehicles. I think in terms of like manufacturing power and, you know, if we are shifting towards all electric vehicles i know certain states are already implementing you know they want to be all electric by this year um do i think ford will overtake tesla i think so just because they have how many you know models of you know vehicles they they manufacture um and you know the means to do so so if we're just talking production numbers, yeah, I think Ford would, would overtake Tesla for sure. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, for me, it's going to be, you know, a, a really, really, ah, fuck. It's going to be dependent on whether or not Tesla can up their reliability numbers. I think those are really big. Um their cars are, you know, kind of proving not to be the uh, most reliable. And honestly, there's a lot of issues with them. And it's coming out. And I think if, you know, you know, say Toyota comes out with something crazy within the next few years, or say Honda comes out with something crazy, it could be any of them, to be completely fair, like something that is just, you know, like the fucking Honda Accord of EVs, or maybe Tesla does have the Honda Accord of EVs or the Toyota Camry or Toyota Corolla, because those are the types of cars that people, you know, buy multiple times in their lifetime, because they know that they're um, you know, not going to let them down. So if that is Tesla, just for electric vehicles, maybe the Tesla, the Tesla Model S is that, um, then maybe they, they'll keep their spot up top. But for me, I feel like someone else is going to do it. Um, that's just my opinion. I think someone else probably takes over and I think it could be, you know, Honda. I know Milo's a big Volkswagen guy. Um, 
But uh, I'm thinking it'll be like Honda, Toyota, possibly even, you know, Ford or, or GM can come out with something crazy. We have another, um, it says, is it time to add AMD to the portfolio now, especially over NVIDIA? I know you're an AMD guy, Tony. What are you feeling on that? Um, I actually have NVIDIA up right now. I'll pull AMD up. Um, Let me pull AMD up. We got about five minutes left, guys, so we're going to try to bust through these final few questions. <clears throat> um, you guys know I look at everything from a technical standpoint, so um, if we're you know viewing AMD from a technical standpoint, um, we've been... I mean, AMD's been extremely, extremely beaten down, um, and we've created this trend line from the 7th of February where we've interacted with with it you know three or four times um the last rejection we dropped from 104 all the way down to 54 so a 50 point drop um from a technical standpoint i don't think that you know were or i should say i do think that you know amd will continue lower um especially looking at the weekly um if we you know close this weekly candle red um and confirm back under those weekly 200s i would not be surprised if we you know work our way back down to around the low from um the beginning beginning of october um i know a lot of people um in my discord love amd and we're looking at some long-term ads on amd um and i came out with a little uh, thesis um a few months ago on amd um and i do love amd around you know 50 60 dollars um to think that you know even around this level now it wouldn't be a bad idea to take a starter in something like this um and like we say, even if it works its way all the way down to say, say it drops, you know, to 30 bucks. Um, if you're adding this incrementally, I don't think this is a bad area to to consider something like this long term. Um, it's extremely beaten down. Um, I do think it's going to go lower, but I don't think you can really go wrong, you know, taking a starter around 50, 60 bucks. Yeah, I think I agree uh, with everything you said there. Tim says, long-term, you think Ford would be a better investment in your opinion? I think so, personally. Um, that's that's my opinion on that one. Uh, JFT says, what do you think about XBI daily? Possible for some inverse head and shoulders. Um, JFT, the one thing I can say about, about XBI on the daily, um, not even the daily, just fundamentally, is yes, I am, I am feeling... Uh, long on XBI, maybe not right now, uh, as the market I feel like might take a downturn, but I do think Bio will come back, and the fact that Bio is uh, down from, what is it, is it 200? No, it's 175 all the way to $80, it's going to make for a, a nice comeback when the market does turn around, but we have some time until that, so don't cost, or don't, uh, don't average in as of right now, maybe wait, you know, months see how the fed pivot goes that kind of thing because we are in unprecedented territory 
Uh, we had the market, you know, crash of, of 2020, and now we're having the Fed have to pivot in 2022. So we're in an area that, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. And XBI could tank, XBI could run completely. So I think we, we just give the market some time. And then uh, when the, the market starts to heat up, I think bios are going to heat up as well. So I think it'll be, it'll be a good time to add XBI. It's just going to take maybe a few months. Um, you know, that's about it on that one. I think a few months of, of waiting and just watching would probably do well. Uh, do we have any other last minute questions here? XLE thoughts. XLE. Let me pull that one up. Um, I was looking at that, Michael, and that I, I agree with you. Um, this looks primed for looks strong for a short. Yeah. It, it again, it's gonna depend. You know, where does the weekly close? Um, yeah. The last time the weekly closed in that in an inverse hammer like that, we saw an extreme drop. Um, so I, I would agree it's it looks very overextended. Um, we've seen decreasing volume now the last two, three weekly candles. So um, I would have to agree. I think this kind of looks primed for a short. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's a real big possibility of this creating like a double top in a new zone here. Um, and then it definitely has room down to about 84 bucks for sure. And then after that, I mean, then it's got the 200 below, but I think it's overextended, like you guys said, for sure here. Um, all right, we're about to uh, run out of time here on the the call, and Tony's got to uh, get ready for his big drive tomorrow. But um, guys. yeah, <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in, Tony. I mean, thanks for another awesome week of season three. Yeah, thanks, guys. And sorry we had to cut it short, but um, I do have to run. So yeah, um, thanks, everybody that tuned in. Yep, sounds good, man.